Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do and we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. It seems like we, the people, is gaining some steam, and it's all correlated to when Jenny decided we should call this segment every Thursday, We the People. Good job, Jenny Swagger. <laughs> oh, it was a team effort, but thank you. Yeah. Just take credit when you're given. Okay. It doesn't come often. I that. It, <laughs> <laughs> it is about everybody, though. Everyone that watches the show and everyone that's on the show. And, you know, we are the people. And we can't continue to rely on government to govern us, I guess. Um, we've we've got to start taking accountability. We have to start making some of the hard decisions. And one of those things that is very hard to fight back from is censorship. And it's going to take a lot to fight that. Um, But one of the things that we're going to talk about, we've got Vance Crow back with us. We were, we're doing a a repeat episode with, we're we're circling back. We're circling back. Uh, and we touched on censorship, I think, a little the last time Vance was on. And so, good morning, Vance. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. This is a good way to get the day started. Heck, I've been up since 3.30. Uh, yeah, I've been up since, yeah, about 4. But, I mean, the, the, the work day, I guess, started. Yeah. For purposes yeah. of interesting dialogue, Vance, you'll have to assume the opposite role of every view Jenny and I take. I can I 100% do that. That's no problem. I'm one of the most disagreeable people in the world. Yeah. If I tell you that there's snow outside my window and pier, you're going to try to convince me there is not. Or at least I'm going to tell you to prove it. Yeah. Well, I can do that pretty easily. I drove uh, yesterday no, a drive. I think that's sand. Yeah, you're right. Sand. Can't fool you. No, I think they literally got a foot yesterday it took me three and a half hours to drive what should have taken two from valentine to pier south dakota just another little spring reminder that mother nature is always in control very much so and what were you doing yesterday in valentine uh we had a fantastic meeting it was like we the people kind of meeting liberty matters uh margaret byfield came up from texas she her and her husband dan byfield started American Stewards of Liberty, and uh, basically she was laying out what happens if the executive order comes to fruition that Biden signed on January the 27th um, with the plan of 30% of the land and water to be a part of a climate reset, you know, the new term of the day, by 2030. So she was explaining how property rights are at risk. And uh, this is not new. Really, the concept isn't new. He just brought it up close and personal. And by the way, you might find it interesting that I was in the process of streaming that on this very mechanism right here. And this operation censored me and shut it down. I wondered. Yeah. How did you know? How did you find that out? Actually, I didn't. I thought that I screwed up. Um, because I set my, my system up and then I went and introduced her. I happened to be MC of this event. I went to introduce her. And after I got done with introduction, obviously I checked the stream to make sure it was working and my phone is blowing up. They're like, 
We, we could see something at first, and now the screen's blue and we can't hear anything. What am I doing wrong? Well, when 200 people are telling you they can't see anything, they're not doing anything wrong. So I fiddled with it. And I thought my connection was bad because I was in a high school, and, you know, schools do set up uh, parameters so that you limit to what the kids can do or probably what the teachers can do online. And uh, so um, I just shut it down. I said, well, KVSH is streaming it on the radio and you can go listen to that entire broadcast by, or that entire hour and a half long session, which is tremendous at kvsh.com. But, uh, so then I just shut my computer down and it was the next morning when I opened up and started to get ready for across the pond that I saw that I had gotten a message saying that Facebook discontinued the streaming of this event because it did not meet their terms of service conditions. So I, uh, this brings up a point that I think is really important for people to be talking about is it is a bad idea, and farmers know this, to build barns on rented land and essentially building your uh, <laughs> That's a, up. Oh, that is such that a perfect is, analogy. Yes. Because if you're setting yourself up and you're connecting with your audience there and they can pull the plug at any time, you know, you're, you're out of the game. And I think that uh, this is actually – I, I predict there's going to be a rapid decline of uh, some of the major social media, the Facebook and Twitter, because the thing that those platforms used to bring people was a network effect. The more you got on there, the more people you connected to, the, the more beneficial it was, right? Ideas could flow from one place to another. But now those places have turned into the private Internet. And the private mm-hmm. Internet is really the only way that people use the Internet. They say, OK, I want to go find out what's going on in the world, I'm going to go to Facebook's view of the world. And it is just that column that says, this is the news that's there and what you're allowed to see. And we're going to base it not just on what is the most popular among your friends, but also among like some other variables, things that we think are going to make you stay engaged longer, or we want you to see. And ultimately for somebody that is trying to put out ideas that are about liberty and are about different than the mainstream, they are not going to prioritize your ideas. They're going to slant all of the water to run away from what you're doing. And it's why uh, I believe there's going to be a mass exodus towards uh, private networks, private white label networks. So back to where we were about 12 years ago when we were going to people's websites with bulletin boards. Or A hundred percent, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of, there's still one in the ag area, and I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but... Um, yeah, I can see so that happening. Y- you just answered a question for me, Vance, and it's kind of a, a slam to me, but that's okay. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I so I was trying to figure out what was it that triggered Facebook. So was it the fact that I put thirty thirty in there? I was just trying to see. You know, there has to be something. They don't sit and monitor everybody's stream all the time, but there has yeah, to be yeah. something that triggers a red flag. And you just told me what that red flag was. I'm now thinking that there was so many people from such a wide region that all at one time came to that site that 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 threw some red flag to see, hey, what's what's really going on here? And we were talking earlier about Tim Poole and one of his situations that he discovered is it's all algorithm and robotic based. Go ahead, Vance. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say. One of the things you don't realize is it's not just a spreadsheet that they have of these words will um, ping you as, as being red flag. That's part of it. 
But mm-hmm. another part of it is they can see your networks. So they can see what are other people and what uh, pages do they follow and what pages do the people that those people follow. And that creates essentially a score. Um, and, you know, think of it as lineage the same way you would about how are we um, predicting whether these cows should be bred together or not. They use that exact same graph theory to give you scores and those scores uh, are then effectively used as like, ah, this one hit a threshold that says it is more likely than not that they're doing something we don't want. And this is happening uh, not just to people with your set of ideas, but also totally different set of ideas that are, um, they're just not a part of the mainstream. And so a whole bunch of people are getting these things and they're waking up and saying like, this is a bad idea for me to continue to build on here because even though I have the original network effects, I'm actually now being pinged and all that value I put into this is, is evaporating overnight. And so I've, I've never wavered on this. I've never really complained about censorship because you stated it so clearly. I'm building a barn on somebody else's property. So I appreciate the fact that if this was my property, I could, control however whoever i wanted to this is not a public forum so to speak it's not a public press it is somebody's platform that we decided to build our barn on i just love that analogy i'm going to steal it forever Lance. and so it to me it comes back to property rights it's my fault for building the network on somebody else's place i should have done it on my own place but trent isn't that how our country was born take tell me tell me more our country was born by people coming and taking over somebody else's land. Uh, no, I don't see a tie between. Um, you're, you're talking about so, the, so the Indians that, are here. I don't. I don't see that correlation at all to this particular situation. But then, is there hope? I guess that we can. Well, I'm not going to go there. Go ahead. Well, so I would say uh, Vance, well, 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 I, we will okay. pick it up right there with Vance saying, so I, that's where you start when we come back. I want to remind you about Lone Creek Cattle Company. Vance already mentioned breeding cattle. We're breeding cattle that have the myostatin gene that generates a tender beef eating experience for the consumer. And we need more of what the consumer is willing to pay for, but most importantly, a system that rewards the producer for putting it together. That's exactly what Lone Creek, Lone Creek Cattle Company has established. Marlon Will has full details at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. You find Marlon, Will, and more about certified Piedmontese. More fans, Jenny and Trent, after this. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Lewis alongside Jenny Swigert. On a Thursday, we the people, Vance Crow, joining us probably from like where Lewis and Clark jumped in a boat. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, and that's what the, the picture behind me is. This is a map of St. Louis. The thing I was going to say after the, before the jump was um, the hope is that the, the country was founded on capitalism. And one of the things mm-hmm. that's happened is there's a group of people in Silicon Valley that said where, where responsibility is abdicated lies uh, opportunity. And so they've created platforms that you can essentially buy. So, um, I use for my own network a thing called Mighty Networks, which I own the the land. I'm, I've bought it, and I get all of the people there. And so I, we have a community of people that want to talk about ideas that you're not really supposed to talk about on things like Facebook and working on their own improvements, their businesses, their um, uh, how they articulate their ideas. 
And we built that on Mighty Networks. And so it's a place where we are not beholden to some other algorithm that tells your audience what they should and shouldn't listen to and whether it comes up in their newsfeed. And that's because capitalism figured out there's a there's a hole here and we can exploit it. Yeah, I, I'm making the same mistake, although I did a little more due diligence and homework. Um, so I'm posting a lot more stuff on Rumble and building an audience there. But before I did that, I talked to an executive at Rumble and point blank said, when will you censor me? He said, if you are not suggesting people break the law, we're going to let you say whatever you want. I know that things change, but at least it taught me to do a little more due diligence and homework. But I think all of us need to think about how we're going to get the message out, whatever that message is, without somebody else saying, yep, this is okay. No, that's not. Well, over the long term, and this is the distant future, I predict something, and you guys are going to laugh as soon as I say this, but I think there's going to be a system that comes up called the interplanetary file system, which is a different way of having the internet um, organized. Right now, we organize it by DNS, right? It's essentially like a number that says this is where your website is, and servers point to that, but anywhere along the chain, somebody can knock you out of that. So if your provider doesn't want you to get there, if the anywhere along how you get that website set up. But in the future, I believe that people will buy their own servers to put in their basements and they really? will have their own setup where um, the way that it's organized is not based on DNS, but is instead using this, they call the IPFS, the interplanetary file system. It's crazy because, the, I mean, we're going back a decade and a half to the way things were a decade and a half ago. Uh, ham radios are coming back. I hear more people and yeah. kids talk about ham radios than ever. Uh, I, oh, uh, I just you, you triggered something, Vance. The first time that I really c- come across this was, I don't know, it wasn't that many years ago, within the last five years. I remember driving, uh, I was actually going to Jim Petrick's place in South Dakota. And I was talking to him, and he had been at the uh, Reagan Library. And he was talking about how wonderful it was. And I said, oh, he said, you got to get your family there. We had a great conversation. This is a conversation on the phone, if I didn't make that point clear. The next morning, when I turned my computer on, I was getting pop-up ads for the Reagan Library. Now, I just want to re- restate, this isn't something I went searching this was simply a phone conversation on my cell phone to him on his cell phone. And because of something I said the next morning, I started getting pop-up ads in my searches and things that I was doing, just looking up research and history. Boom. All of a sudden it was there. And I had somebody this week tell me that after a phone conversation with me, they started getting pop-up ads. So it's nothing to do with me. It's just we have been monitored so much longer than we realize. It happens in our households. Jeff and I will have a conversation about something and it's not supposed to happen. And we have the settings set correctly on our phones, but we'll get ads for whatever it was we were speaking about. You got an Alexa? We have a Pixel. We both have Pixels. No, I mean, do you have a, oh. a, a that woman that sits there and does no, everything we do not. for Because they, 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 we have found them actually sending right. data from in-home spies and i learned about that because our our middle daughter we were in des moines i was given one as a gift from somebody who appreciated something i had done so that's why i have one and 
it sits there in the kitchen and people rely on it for all types of things. Usually Kelly's playing music or listening to Christian radio, whatever it is. We're in Des Moines and Lindsay's over there on her phone and she says, dad, mom's not in the house. Where is she? I said, well, first of all, how do you know she's not in the house and why do you care? Well, she said, I'm looking at her house through the Alexa. She was in Des Moines and figured out how to hack into, for lack of a better term, and looked through that thing into our house from Des Moines. And at the time, she was like 15 or 14. Well, this this stuff's been going on a long time. I will say about the ad thing, like you, I believe that it's entirely possible, and I wouldn't put it past the tech companies to do it. But there is a thing called the recency effect, right? So if I say, "Hey, I just bought a red car." And now all of a sudden I see way, way more red cars. It's because your brain is primed for those things. So it is possible that you were thinking about something, those ads were hitting you and you just didn't even observe them before. But I'm, I'm not gaslighting you here. I think it's also entirely possible that uh, the networks pick up on what you're saying and, and, and uh, ship you ads based on what you're saying. But you you're not telling trouble. me I'm crazy. I'm not seeing things that aren't there. They weren't there before, Vance. I know this. <laughs> Can we go back for, to the yeah. uh, planetary file system? So I was watching, and I didn't get to watch all of it, um, but I was watching a YouTube video about how um, it's called Pineapple Chunks. They had done an episode on YouTube about the benefits, and they were really pushing it. And then they had a gentleman who came back and said, you really have no idea what you're talking about. And there are so many security breaches when you use this IF or I, uh, yeah, IFS. So Vance, what do you know about that? Well, so it's, it's a new technology and it, I'm certain there's uh, flaws in it, of course. And I actually am not using it. In fact, this is a part of the network that I run. I have people that are, you know, doing really out there edge work. But I think the case that is to be made for the IPFS is that it allows you to be in control of it. It, it. Unlike, so, you know, if you have a VPN, you hear VPNs advertised all the time. VPNs are just a tunnel between you and whatever information you're getting. But there's still a problem. Somebody can drill into that VPN and see what you're looking at. IPFS just works under a different um, system. It's essentially like saying, right now, DNS is set up such that if I wanted to tell you where a book is, I'd say, go to the Barnes & Noble on Manchester, go to the third shelf on the right and find this book, right? And if, if that's moved at all, then the book's not there. What the IPFS is, is the Dewey Decimal System, right? Where now it doesn't matter that you know the specific location. What you're getting out of this system is that it's saying this information, if you look in this one spot, no matter where you are, you can go get to. And I'm sure security is probably something that people will work on and build and fix, but it's just a different way of organizing things. You've given me a new thought, Vance. Because I'm in South Dakota today, I'm going to go uh, to Standing Rock Reservation up north and uh, probably go to a couple other Lakota Sioux places and get some code talkers. And from t- tomorrow on, we will only be broadcasting in Lakota Sioux uh, native language is like a Navajo code talker so that people don't aren't able to tap into what we're saying. That's <laughs> that was a good idea. Wow. Yeah, so I get a little smaller. <laughs> <laughs> a little. 
<laughs> the problem is I can't even find people on a reservation that know their native language anymore. And I know that because I live there. So, yeah. That's it. But those Navajo code talkers, I had to think of that when, because we are at war. I mean, that we used them in World War II. But the truth of the matter is that we're at war for the truth. And we are. And back to the Tim Pool, the interview, um, why don't you explain that, Vance? Um, because he and Joe Rogan had talked behind the scenes, and then he brought Tim on the Joe Rogan show. And then some very interesting things followed from there with Jack Dorsey. Uh, Vance, I'm going to cut you off in one minute, just so you know. Well, you're talking about kind of an iconic interview where uh, Jack Dorsey, the head of Twitter, came on with his attorney because he was like, I don't know the details. And Tim Poole just went one by one by one by one showing where they had had applied the rules one way but not on the other, particularly against the people on the right versus things on the left that they were allowing. And And Tim is a YouTuber, journalist. Yeah. That turned from being on the left side to then going towards the right. And it's just a really iconic interview because it shows that they're kind of living in a bubble and Twitter themselves, the people that are there, I think that in many cases, they don't even understand that there is another perspective. They're not necessarily even trying to suppress it because they don't even realize that there is another way to view things. At least that's the way that came off to me. And as Ginny now gets pop-up ads for pet food, I'm going to remind you that uh, Neogen is also spying on the genomics of your animals because we want to produce a consistent supply of known quality animals for food and a healthy planet. Neogen takes a look at those genomics. It's like a DNA fingerprint, gives you the knowledge, and then you decide what matings to make. Get more details about or you could even test Rover there that's barking and alerting all of the Rolo. red flags. Rolo. Who names their dog Rolo? Neogen.com. We'll be back with more. Roll out after this. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Luce, Vance giving me all kinds of ideas. And now I'm going to establish not only a code talking, but I'm going to establish a code breaker because I can't keep up. I don't know. I don't, I figured out what the USDA is. I don't know what a VPN is. I don't know what an IFS is. I know what an IVSS is. How do you keep track of all this stuff? I need a cheat sheet. So a VPN is how – this is how I learned what a VPN is – So schools, as you mentioned earlier, have these perimeters and these walls so that kids cannot access the Internet. They can, however, go and download an app that's a VPN app, which then allows them to break through those parameters. And I unfortunately learned that with one of my children in Mm. seventh grade. Oh, nice. Yeah. So... If that's a, I hope that's a good analogy so people understand what a VPN can do. A VPN takes your IP address, the thing that says, this is me accessing this information, that number, and it routes it through a company that says, hey, you're not, we're not going to tell you who this is or where they're coming from. So that means if you were behind a firewall with your school, it'll just let you go, and because it won't tell you that you're at the school accessing that information. I see. And back to that, there are a lot of uh, parameters within a school to protect the kids, I think, is the overall. And and that's somehow how that happens. 
I mean, I think that kids are just like your daughter that you were saying figured out how to turn. Right, absolutely. They're they're figuring these things out. They're playing with them in a way that you and I maybe don't have time during our regular day to just play. But playing is what allows you to learn how to do these things. So uh, we also have a Mindy is talking about she was in a jewelry store. And while she was in the jewelry store, ads on her phone started popping up for jewelry. That 100% happens. The location services, that's why if you don't want that to happen, you want to turn all of the location services off my, on your phone. My location is never on. I'm not foolish enough to believe that I can't be tracked, but I'm not going to make it easier. It also happens things- when you're taking pictures. I took a photo of my son, and, and this has been happening for some time, and he was wearing a Pioneer hat in the photo, and then I ended up receiving... All kinds of Pioneer ads. So really? Pioneer, if if you want to see a company in the agriculture industry that knows what they're doing when it comes to digital marketing, Pioneer is one of them. So in order for that to happen, there has to be, I'll call it a facial recognition, because if it was just a cap, somehow the logo of Pioneer triggered this reaction okay, and they've Trent, tied I'm in. I'm going to blow your mind if, that's, if yeah. that's where you're at. Like, have you? Do you have an iPhone? No, I do not. No. I have so a, anybody I have with a... an iPhone can pick up their phone and go to the photos section. And you can probably do this with Google. You can probably do this with a lot of them. I just know the iPhone. Go to search and actually type in the word dog or type in cow. And it will literally go through all of your photos and it will pick up dogs and, and, and cows, whatever you've asked for, and pull mm-hmm. all of them up because it's using artificial intelligence. It can also do this with faces. And it's so good that my seven-month-old, it actually can pick out all of her baby photos. You know, I've never told the phone, this is Violet. I've just said, I've just taken photos of her, and it now matches them. So it's it's incredibly powerful, and it's all done through artificial intelligence. And just like you were saying earlier, Trent, about they don't have time to censor me. You know, they're not watching this show to say whether or not they're going to let it go or not. They right. just let it hand it over to the algorithms. It's like a magic box. It's, it's no different than than uh, a magician or something because you don't actually know what's happening. I mean, here you can see, I don't, well, maybe you won't be able to see. So Google, the way that it organizes my photos for me is automatically by facial recognition. But I can also go and there's a folder for baking that it creates on its own. There's a, a folder for cars that creates on its own mountains. I mean, it just goes on and on. And it, well, Hazard Nebraska is even here. <laughs> Everything's better at Hazard Nebraska. So, yes. uh, Vance, how, how do masks factor into this? Because I have no, uh, no belief whatsoever that the mask mandate has anything to do with the virus. So how does this adjust or shift in facial recognition and tracking if everybody's masked up in photos? Well, Sue, I mean, the algorithms will just get better and better, and it'll just start saying we're going to, instead of cueing off of things on your nose and in your smile or how your ears are shaped, it'll just start doing it off of your eyes. And, I mean, like uh, retinal scans are actually a real thing. They, they are uh, something that, uh, could be used. A camera could take a photo of your eye and say, "Hey, you know, we see these particular parts of it, and we're going to accept that that's that that's you, Trent." Um, and uh, so, uh, this is gonna. It is braggadocious, but it's like Dizzy Dean said: "If if it ain't bragging, if you done it right." He was a, he was a great philosopher who lived in St. Louis for a while. But uh, 
I on this very program, and I can go find the audio if I wanted to spend the time. In 2005, I said the day is coming where you will walk into a restaurant or a grocery store, and there will be a retinal scan of your eye. There will be a, a, a known caloric intake that you're supposed to have minimum, maximum every day. And if you're over your maximum, you will be refrained from purchasing X number of food, whatever it might be. And everybody laughed at me. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist, not blah, 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 blah. I should find that audio and play it again today because it's happening. Well, just look, going to the doctor's office, I have to have a facial scan in order to take my temperature to make sure that I'm safe to go in. Well, That's why I, mean, I don't if go to the doctor. Talking about masks, this is something I feel very strongly about. I see Brian Mose in the comments. He knows I talk about this all the time. What you're allowing the computers to do to be able to see you are things that human beings can't do, right? Like mm-hmm. we have spent tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years evolving to be able to detect your smile, whether it's real or not, the way your eyes are looking at somebody. I mean, you teach young girls as they're growing up to be able to read these cues without ever really teaching them. They watch it in order to say, is this person going to be aggressive to me? Is this person dangerous? Is this person lying to me? And so while the computers are completely unfazed by this, human beings are 100% limited. This is like you're knocking out all of the things that we've done to be able to build trust, to be able to spot manipulation. And that's why I like the masks are so dangerous to me because they're changing things that are fundamental to the way that human beings relate with one another. Uh, I don't know if you caught across the pond, but today on March 11th, 1918 was the first death of the known death of uh, what they call the Spanish flu. I don't want to re-go re- through all of that, but it was interesting that there was an anti-mask league developed where people were 100% against wearing masks. I, I could give you a hundred guesses on where that started. Neither one of you would come up with it. Uh, I'm not belittling you. I'm just saying I would have never come up with it. San Francisco was the city that started the anti-mask league. Who would ever guess that? But it's not a new concept. And the whole mask issue was as as controversial in 1918 as it is in 2021. I had a listener to my podcast write me, and he, he wanted to do that anonymously. And he pointed out that when um, certain cult- conquering cultures, in this case it was Islam, would come in mm-hmm. and take over a place, what they would do is they would require everyone that didn't convert to Islam to wear a mask whenever they were in public. And the only time you could take it off is if you came to pray with them and then you could take it off. And what they said was it, it strips the individualization of a person and it makes them a part of like a mass, a collective that you don't have to think about. This is a regular person. And, uh, and it also was a really good way to get people to willingly convert because if you want to be seen as an individual, you had to join the religion in order to have the mass taken off. I thought that was rather profound and something that's been happening since at least the 1500s, if not before. And that's something that you proved to me very quickly the last time you were here, Vance, is that uh, you're astute in history. And I think that's the biggest problem we all have is that we don't know what happened in history Mm -hmm. and how it repeats itself and how it puts us as vulnerable. Well, and that's huge. Exactly what Jenny's been saying this whole time is like, didn't we already come back here, right? History or time is a circle, right? And it, and it just keeps going around and around. And anytime we don't learn the lesson from the past, we have to mm-hmm. go around through all that suffering and arrive back at the beginning. 
And now we have companies like Twitter. So when he, uh, Tim Pool brought, um, got onto Joe Rogan and Joe brought Jack Dorsey on with his attorney after talking. And I know those shows go forever, so I don't know how long it took, but after finally having Tim explain and explain and explain, the attorney was like, Oh, I, I, I didn't think of that. And then Jack understood also. So it's on record. I mean, it's, it's out there where they both come to the conclusion, they understand why there's problems, yet nothing has happened. And they have just oh, okay, but to are either one of, that. Are either one of you arguing with me that that's their property, they can run it like they see fit? No. No. No, no the answer is just don't participate. It's, that, it's like when YouTube uh, shut me down two weeks ago, I haven't tried to post anything else there. Why would I want to? Why would I want to continue to have anything there if they're going to censor me in any way, shape, or form, which you know they are? That's when I went to Rumble and started building that. Uh, if that's what Twitter wants to do, you leave. You don't complain about them. You say, that's your property. I'm gone. I'm out of here. I'm going to find a better way. And that goes back to one of the first things I said this morning is we're going to have to start making those hard decisions on where and who we're going to allow to have our own intellectual. Well, just property. so you know, my calling has always been two shorts and a long. That That's my smoke signal. So you might want to write that down. I, I, I totally agree with you. I do think there is a huge percentage of the culture that's going on there. And I heard a really good uh, phrase when, when uh, uh, President Trump was knocked off of Twitter a guy named Naval came out and said, if you can silence a king, you are the king. And I thought, man, that that is exactly yeah. right. And so there is, I think, real power in what you're saying, Trent, of uh, the, the only way to really take that power away is to leave. Um, yeah. I find it I find it hard for me to do it. I remember when I I, uh, I did a sober October, um, you know, where you give something up, it, almost like Lent. And I gave up Twitter for a month. And it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I didn't realize that I was addicted to those little hits of like somebody paying attention to me, somebody responding to me. And I think when people go to get off social media, at least in these uh, platforms where you can silence a king, they're going to go through withdrawal in the same way you would if you were quitting smoking or maybe even heroin. I've met so many people through Twitter. I've been on there, I think, 12 years. And I mean, the relationships that I have built especially before I got involved with ag advocacy, I don't want to lose those relationships. And so a lot of those people were now texting. Uh, yeah, Jenny, when your coffee shop shuts down, you just go to a different coffee shop. The stand at Paxton County, watch it on Netflix. More roll route last segment after this. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Lewis alongside Vance Crow joining us from St. Louis. Jenny, just across the river. Oh, that's up perfect. a little bit. Yes, sorry. I was reading Brian Moss's just spot on. Part of the issue is people don't want responsibility. We don't want responsibility. We don't want accountability. We want, you know, to be able to do whatever we want we don't want to step up and be the leader that's a great great comment brian and yeah and people just want to complain and not actually take action 
So what is the action that the two of you would recommend? I'm going to uh, – here's what I'm going to – the action I'm going to take. Steven Johnson is now banned. He's censored from being a part of our broadcast. If he's going to be a smart uh, address like this, he's gone. Censored. Bye, Steven. Nice knowing you. You know, the reason that I got into the IPFS, the interplanetary file system, is because I've started building uh, worlds out in VR, virtual reality. And there's a thing going on here, right? We want the network effects of being able to see each other like we can here on, on, um, you know, a call like this. But virtual reality allows you to have a virtual coffee shop. So I actually built an underground bar where we meet and people are wearing their headsets. And even though you're only seeing avatars, you're hearing people, you're having much better connection and it's not as good as real life. I I 100% agree with that. But when we can't, when we couldn't get together in coffee shops, this was a great way to do it. And so we kind of think of the, the bonds that you get with people that are um, just did like just through text, those are loose bonds. And then you have the strong bonds of being in person and virtual reality is somewhere in between those two. It's a really powerful medium. And I know it's just getting started, but it's getting better and better. But Vance, did you say you built this underground bar? Mm-hmm. So how, how do we give us more information? You're like just teasing us. <laughs> yeah. Where's well, so, my invite? I'll accept that. invite. Oh, wait, wait, we have to be invited. Um, so you're you're censoring who a, comes. I built it for a book club that I run um, that, that yeah. kind of pushes me to read books. And then that network that I have, there were enough people that said, yeah, I'm going to get a VR headset. And then we were like, well, where are we going to meet? And you realize if you just meet in the places where there's apps or games, that's not giving me what I wanted. So I found a program where I could build worlds and uh, I built a, a little bar and um, we could definitely meet there sometime, Trent. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm always happy to do that. Well, it depends who's, <laughs> who's, who's buying the drinks. <laughs> BYOB. <laughs> I mean, I'll charge you for him if you want. He invited you. Did you notice that? I didn't get an invite. Oh well, you're open. There's an open invitation to you anytime. Stop by my house, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So, well, you, you can pick who comes to your bar that way. I mean, not just me. You can go to the bar of your choosing. It's not the same, though, guys. It's just not the same. But it is, you're exactly right that it's not the same, but it is very powerful. It's much more powerful than I thought. And I have um, taken some architecture classes just to learn. And one of the things that I did when I was designing this is you think, well, it's VR, so you can make these spaces as big and as grand as you want. But human beings like to feel like we're close together. So I did um, what they do in, com- you know, the reason that comedy is so popular in New York City is because all those old buildings are grandfathered in where the ceilings are lower than they're normally allowed to be. But that makes you feel like you're in there together with people. So that's what I designed right. it after is like an, an underground comedy club where you feel close together and there's an old style saloon on the side of it. Just is like there's... if you're running a conference and you don't get the numbers that you want, you take some tables out and then you spread that you remove some chairs from the tables <laughs> mm-hmm. and you spread them on one side. Is there smoking in your bar? Yeah, you're welcome to smoke in the bar. I, I don't smoke, but I was just curious where the rules were. Yeah, it's pretty open. You can smoke, drink, do your uh, edibles, whatever you Campfires. want. Campfires? So <laughs> yeah. it, it, isn't that still the moral of the story, though, that uh, we, we have a storm upon us. We continue to find silver linings in that storm, and we find ways to improve our relationships and improve human life? Uh, 100%. I mean, VR has enabled me to meet people 
from Spain uh, to get to together all these people. But it's just that the reason we found it is because we needed to. We hit a challenge, an obstacle, and we started saying, how are we going to get over this obstacle? And I think that's that's what liberty is all about. It's like seeing where people are messing things up. And instead of just complaining and waiting, like Brian had said, you know, you got to take leadership. You got to decide, well, if there's no VR world built that I want to use, then I'm going to learn how to build this. Hmm. And uh, I think that's the most important thing that anybody can do for their own sovereignty. So how so, does someone get started in VR? Sorry, Trent. The the cheapest one right now, the, the most accessible is Oculus. Unfortunately, that's owned by Facebook, but it's a $300 headset, mm-hmm. which gets you started. But um, I think those will come down dramatically in price in the next six months um, because it's the, the field is moving very quickly. The next lineup is uh, made by uh, HP, Hewlett-Packard. Um, and, uh, you know, once you get a headset, you typically need to find other people in order to be able to learn. The hardest part is it's like going to another country. You're like, I don't know how to read the street signs. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And that's why you want to do it with a group. So um, in our network, we're always practicing. We've got people that are experimenting with new things. And when they find something, they say, oh, we'll just do a field trip. So we'll get together on a Saturday afternoon and, And we'll do uh, one of the really cool things you can do. There's an app called Wander, which allows you to go into Google Street View anywhere in the world and see just like you're there. So we go visit people's farms. We go visit the home that they grew up in, the place that they. Are you invited or are you trespassing? (laughs) That's a good question. No, I I know the answer. (laughs) Say that again, Jenny. So Facebook owns all of that, though. So you're essentially building yeah, the rented land. Isn't well, that Facebook a owns the, Facebook owns the hardware that I'm using, which then makes me hyper-conscious of what I say inside of there. But that's what I'm saying. Ultimately, they're too large to be innovative. So the stuff that they're building, I go to use their stuff, and it's garbage. So I just use the browser, the just like Google Chrome, to go to worlds that I want to go to. So I'm using their tool to get other places but over the long term, I don't want to use a system that's Facebook or Oculus. It's just the best one right now that gets people on the interstate learning how it all works. But you do mm-hmm. think that they're still collecting information from you oh, because you, you're you using should assume that. You should assume that. Well, yeah, every conversation you're having is recorded. So instead it, of it, it, if you're ahead. using the internet, there's data being compiled about you. It's that simple. I don't care what you're mm-hmm. doing. Whether that's it's, good or bad, you have to decide. But if you're on the internet, there is going to be some database that's going to be stored on your preferences and what you're doing. It's reality. So how do we move reality to a place where we are taking our own intellectual property higher value than worrying about other companies, entities um, censoring our intellectual property? You know, the one place that can't get censored is exactly where Trent started off and why he's up in a hotel room tonight or today is because you get together in person and, you know, you you resist the the temptation to say, well, it's easier just to do Zoom. Ah, It's easier for me just to text these people. And uh, if you're not having the sort of conferences organized that you want to see for getting together with the type of people you want to be together with, then you got to organize them. And like getting together in person is the ultimate superpower because not only do you get to say what you want, nobody can interrupt you. The other thing you get to do is build relationships in a way that you just can't do online. So um, I'm in the process of planning a a retreat for a group of people in the fall. 
And, you know, we're going to hammer down on this and make it so people can actually get together, see one another, shake hands, no masks, look each other in the eyes. And that that's the way that new ideas sprout up, which is why I'm so glad to hear Trent's out there talking liberty, sharing things, and as best you can get it online. But for what you can't, everybody in that room got a lot out of that, I think. Right, Trent? Well, let me tell you, there's a couple of things. Number one, you could sense that these guys, um, by the way, they live in Cherry County, Nebraska. They haven't been told they can't go anywhere. They haven't been told they have to wear a mask. I mean, it, compared to what both of you, particularly Jenny's living with. But still, just the opportunity that you had the ability to go to a, a meeting and when um, Tanya Store first had the idea and talked to Margaret Byfield about this, she said, you know, if we get 60, 70 people, that will be a really good thing. It was over 400 people that came, mostly because of what you just described. Human nature is to hang together yeah. and come together as tribes. And that's part of what has been missing for the last year and a half. And, and people are just anxious to get back to their tribal instincts. And in addition to that, there was a real threat that has been presented to each one of us in terms of property rights and our, our own liberty. And so you had the the potential for solutions to be provided in a forum with a group of people, and it was just a home run for everybody. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot of home runs coast to coast. Except in well, I think we're going to see a bunch of uh, uh, hybrid vigor here, right? People have been at home. They've been focused on their own thing. They've taken time. Wait a minute. No, 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 no hybrid vigor. Don't go into the whole Harry Megan thing with me again. Oh, I don't know anything about Who? that. Who? I feel like that was a pop culture reference that neither Jimmy or I got. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's funny. Hybrid vigor. You go ahead. Sorry, had... man. Oh, There's going to be a bunch of ideas that people have had in their heads, and now they're going to get together with other people in person, and they're going to get to try them out and see, like, yeah. how do they work, and, and can we make something better? To be honest, I know that there is perceived strict restrictions here. There's a lot that's going on underground. There's restaurants that have stayed open the whole time. I don't want to name them because I don't want them to have to shut down. Um, mm -hmm. even, I mean, in Peoria, Illinois, there are restaurants that have stayed open the whole time. Yeah, I was at one that was open that wouldn't let anybody sit where the seats were, but you could go sit outside oh, and that's lean right. to. That's right. All right. We are down to one minute. Jenny, you first, your profound parting for the day. I, I just think that, um, I Brian's comments really have stuck out to me and we need to be responsible for our own actions and we need to be accountable and in whatever way we're able to, we need to be leaders. Vance. I think uh, pick up the phone and call somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Make sure you're keeping those bonds strong because That's they may tell one. you something about a, a meeting that they're having or someplace they're going. And it's one of those things I think gets lost when we, when we get in such a digital age. So pick up the phone and then try and get in person with people. Call Just your prepare. grandparents and older neighbors also. Yeah. Just prepare for pop-up ads. <laughs> and red cars. See red cars everywhere. You're going to get an ad pop-up ad for Depends underwear if you call your grandma. <laughs> we have successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America once again. Our thanks to Vance Crow, Jenny Swaggart, Trent Lewis, all three of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route.
And just as a recap, to create or to maintain and improve the health of the planet and human health, we need more animals on Earth. We need to utilize technology like Neogen is making happen, increasing our predictability and then getting paid properly like Lone Creek Cattle Company and the certified Piedmontese system. It's all about a system in place, folks. Have a great day.